Welcome to A Word with Dr. Shirley, a podcast for faith, inspiration, and empowerment. A Word with Dr. Shirley starts now. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to A Word with Dr. Shirley. Thanks so much for tuning in today. My name is Dr. Shirley, and I am a wife. I'm a mother, Bible teacher, nurse, author, speaker, entrepreneur, and women's ministry leader. But most importantly, I'm a servant of God. And I am so excited today to be with you as I interview this amazing woman of God who I have the privilege to collaborate with in ministry and call friend. With me today is Dr. Hidiat Simba Papula, who has joined my team recently at Beauty for Ashes Global Women's Ministry as a global ambassador. Dr. Hidiat Simba Papula is a resourceful and talented serious serial business entrepreneur. She is a transformational leader who is currently serving at Intelligence Era Group of Companies, Dakar, Senegal, as the ED Corporate Affairs Competence and Capacity Development. Her commitment to service, customer centricity, value-based business relationship coupled with 18 years of project management experience have played a major role in her success as a seasoned business leader. She has developed a unique perspective on how to drive innovation growth for businesses. She's a certified Les Brown motivational speaker. She holds a master's in business administration, an executive MBA in finance, and an executive MBA in business innovation growth. She is the founder of Excellent Impact Academy, which is a value-based leadership coaching organization where youth and executive leaders are trained on how to lead with authenticity, align their superpowers to their purpose, build resilience to walk past their limiting beliefs, gain confidence to build positive relationships and develop value-based skills for overall high performance. She has a goal to reach a number of 3,000 disadvantaged African teenagers to help reach their potential by 2025. It has been established that in one, one in three Africans live below the global poverty line which represents 70% of the global poor ratio. And this number is continuously rising. Owing to this fact, she has decided to make a difference in her own way by enrolling two uneducated teenagers in vocational training every three months, a cause which she believes will help eradicate poverty in the future. Attending her training will help rewire their thinking, gain perspective to creating the life that they love, make impact and obtain success. Far from business interest, she has a passion to inspire and motivate African youth for excellence, impact, and success through many course training and award programs to help them replicate the same kindness, grow, and build their communities. She believes that reaching out to these youth one at a time will help alleviate social and moral decadence and build a safer and better community for all. So without further ado, please help me welcome Dr. Hidiat Simbo. God bless you, woman of God. Thank you for having me, Dr. Shirley. It's a pleasure being here with you at this time. I'm reaching out to superstars out there. <laughs> it's such an honor to have you. I mean, reading you know your bio, it's just reminding me of how amazing you are and all the wonderful things that you're doing in your community. and having a global impact, might I add. So I'm really excited to have you here with us today to discuss this amazing topic of finding your purpose. Now, I know this is a topic that's relevant because we're living in some trying times and, um, you know, many people are on a search for God or on a search to find out who God is and how they can relate to him. In that search for God, um, essentially, they end up having to ask the question, not only who is God and how I can relate to him, but why am I here? So as people are trying to navigate this question of who God is, is he real? They end up having to also answer the question, what is my purpose? So my hope is today through this conversation that we can help someone answer that question. So my first question to you, woman of God, is what is it that God has placed on your heart concerning this topic of finding your purpose? 
Well, Dr. Shelley, before we start, I would like to ask the Holy Spirit to grant us understanding because there are so many misconceptions around this subject. Yes. But let us hear what God has said concerning us at creation. Amen. If you insightfully follow the story of creation, you will understand that God did not just create man. He created man with a purpose, yes. with a vision. He has the master plan for men to flourish and to enjoy everything else he created along with him. Amen. That was why God put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. He created everything else and he said they should be fruitful and multiply. Amen. That was the plan of God for man from inception. And his plan and his purpose is ever true with us. So um, each day, thousands of us wake up thinking that our life could just get better. We, we have dreams, we have purposes, we have plans that we lay down. But, you know, as this goes by, we seem to surf away from what our purpose is, what, is, what our plans are because of fear or because of circumstances that we have gone through in life. This puts us in a dead cage. Mm. And it makes our purpose, our plans, our goals far from rich. So, and I have a particular story about myself that will inspire our viewer today. Mm. Back in the days in the college, well, I don't know what my purpose and plans were, I was just living life like, okay, the normal thing, you're on campus, you're having good time, you have friends going up and down and all that. I really do not know that there was something that God has placed in my heart to do or that God has placed in my hand because we have different way of coming in contact with the plan of God. It could be from our talent, it could be from the things that we love doing, it will be from serving God. But there is a place where that vision needs to start from. So today I enjoy discussing this topic because uh, I, I want to say it's something that I have personally gained from. I have uh, been able to be on mentorship, you know, when I decided to seek life questions, when I began to ask her, I ask myself that, why am I here on earth? What is my mission? What is my vision? If at that time I was looking for a job and I couldn't get a job. So the question that popped up in my head was, what if I did not get a job after all? So what is going to happen to me? Would that be the end of who I was meant to be? But I looked inward and began to search God's plan concerning my life. And with the help of mentors, pastors, and a lot of resources that have come about, that helped me to be able to, you know, understand the purpose of God for my life. That first, I have to be in communion with him. I have to understand that he created me for a purpose, and I am a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. So I couldn't just mess up with my life, but to align to God's purpose. So... In this trying time, in this um, in, the, in this period in time when everything seems to be, there seems to be so many uncertainty, we can't but have that need to search the mind of God concerning what we want, what God wants us to do, to serve people, to serve Him, and to serve mankind. So that is exactly what. Uh, God has laid in my, in my heart that at this time he created us for something unique and we must be able to find it. So that be in the plan of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that amazing response, woman of God. I want to go back to that main point of, you know, what happened in the Garden of Eden. I really want to touch on that a little bit because I think that's important for people to understand that. Um, that when they decide to come to God, that he's not just the starting point of your life, he's the source 
of your life, right? Yeah. Like you came, he created you, meaning that he had a plan for your life when he Absolutely. put you here. Because in the, just as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. Anybody who creates anything, whatever, whether it's a car or a toy, whatever invention that we make as humans, we make it, even before we make it, we have a plan. It's called a blueprint, right? Exactly. And so we actually create the plan before we create the thing. Exactly. Right? And so we have to understand that the fact that we're here means that God already had a plan for our life. And that plan has been well determined. And as a matter of fact, the purpose was assigned before we were born. List, yes, right? And so, but before I even go that, go that right, I want to stay in the garden. And so when we look at what happened in the garden, when God literally created Adam and Eve, what happened after he did that? The Bible tells us in Genesis 1, 27, 28, that he created them in his own image. Mm -hmm. In the image of God, he created the male and female and he blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. Come on. And every living thing, every living thing that move upon the earth. Hello. That's a lot right there. That's a huge assignment. Okay. Be fruitful. Multiply. Have dominion. Fill the earth. That's a lot that God... Even if you didn't know your the specific purpose for your life in terms of your calling, your vocation, like the specifics, but if you just sit on that passage alone, it's telling you a lot, yes. right? It's telling you first of all that you are you should not find yourself in a barren place or barren state, yes. that you should find yourself productive. Yes. Come on, productive, producing. Oh, and another question. I'm trying. <laughs> you started it. You started it because you brought me to the garden. And <laughs> so now I'm stuck in the garden because people make the gospel and God seem so deep and far fetching. Like it's hard to understand. It's not that God is not hard to understand. It's not hard to find your purpose. If you just read the book, if you just go to the source, everything is there in plain sight. So these two verses alone is telling us that one, we're called to be fruitful. We're called to multiply, right? We're called to fill the earth. We're called to have dominion. Hello? And so the things that we find ourselves uh, uh, feeling burdened by God is like I called you to walk on that. I called you to 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 rule in this area. Why are you subdued when you are supposed to subdue? Right, and so we can't we can't even move past that point. And you know because if spiritually because all of this also has very heavy spiritual. Tones. Right. Like it's not just a physical like, oh, I can go to the fish and take authority over fish. No, this is this is this is an identity thing. This is knowing who you are as, exactly. a, as exactly. a child of God, as a creation of God. So we can't even have a conversation if right. you first have your identity right in God. We can't even talk about purpose yet because. <laughs> We were coming there, but now you bust the bubble. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I continue. Whatever you want to add to that, because I just felt it. You know, I had to share that. You, you were just in spirit. You know, that, that is why uh, it, it is good to, 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 to know the plan of God for your life. Yes. You cannot reach that absolute peace with God. Or absolute peace with yourself when you don't even know you don't recognize who you are it starts from self-awareness absolutely it's almost like you can't answer the why like why am i here until you first know who you are because if you know who you are like the first part of the scripture that i've read it says god created man in his image so wait a minute so that means 
it's not just about my DNA. It's not just about my parents. It's not about my bloodline. It's not about my nation, my tribe. It's first about my maker. So before I, you know, before I struggle with, you know, my, my culture and my tradition and my, you know, everything that speaks to who I am in the, in the earth, naturally speaking, I have to understand that I was created in the image of God. That I came from him through my family. I came from God through my family. He chose my family for whatever reason, but I still came from him. And so many people are stuck in that place where they look at where they came from and they, they can't get past it. And, and because they think that how you began will dictate how you end. <laughs> Only if you let it. Because when we look at Jesus, you know, Jesus came from Nazareth and the challenge to him, they said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth? The greatest man who ever lived came from Nazareth. Yes. To show you that how you begin or where you come from does not have any bearing on where you're going or who God says you are. Absolutely. 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 In, uh, in uh, John chapter 17, verse 24. Yes. It says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. My God. Can you identify with that statement? Oh. That Jesus was driven by love for man wow. as his father loved him and hence his death to pay the ransom for the sin of man. Jesus. So if somebody can submit himself to die for you, oh. it's not just doing it because he just wants to die. It's fulfilling a promise upon your life. That so your life don't be a waste. So that you can come into recognition of who he is in your life. And understand that he loved you so much oh. to be able to pay that ransom. My God. Dr. Shirley, if you have kids and I, I know what it takes to take kids to school every morning, you know, oh. and bring them back home. Yes. But something keeps driving you, right? What is it? The love for your kids. How the much more our God that is in heaven. That's right. That gave his life for ransom. And that's, that's a powerful point because, you know, the devil has lied to so many people. So many people that are bound by depression, anxiety, um, you know, suicidal ideation because they don't feel loved. People are feeling lonely. People are feeling abandoned. They feel rejected because they don't understand the love that's available to them. The love that they're looking for love in all the wrong places because they don't understand how much, how deep, how wide the love of the father is that before they even had a need for him before they even knew they needed Jesus. Jesus was made available to them before they needed, before they know they needed the blood, his blood to be shed for them, for them to be ransomed, redeemed, healed. God made that available to them because a good father anticipates the needs of his children. Absolutely. <laughs> a good father, the, the, the answer will be there before the problem arises. He will have a solution waiting for you because he already knows the, the problems you're going to encounter. And so for those that are tuned in that may be struggling with the love of God, because if you struggle with understanding that God loves you, you're going to struggle with your identity. Because who would want to relate to a father who they don't feel loved by? Nobody. Who would want that? <laughs> but if you, listen, nobody wants that. But if you understand how much he loves you, 
then it's easy to understand that there's no way that he could love you that much and not have an amazing plan for your life. For your life. Exactly. And that takes me to Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Yes. It says, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Yes. The thoughts of good and not of evil. Yes. To give you a future and an expected end. Yes. There is an expectation of God while he was creating you. Yes. You couldn't have anything short of God's expectation. <laughs> it would be a great disservice to yourself. Mm. And it would be a disappointment to God. Yes. For one to come on this earth and not fulfill God's desire for his life. My God. We need to be able to see ourselves the way God is seeing us. Yes. We need to turn the mirror mm. and look at ourselves through that mirror, which is Christ. Yes. From that point, we'll be able to understand who we are Amen. and what we are meant to do here, flourish, and nothing short of that. Amen. And as you were speaking, one scripture that came to mind was Jeremiah 1.5 in the same book. <laughs> Jeremiah, um, which says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. And this is significant because this, at this point, you know, the prophet was struggling with his identity here when God was speaking the words to him. He was struggling with his identity He was because he was young. You know, his conversation with, with God was like, well, I'm just a young man. How much could you possibly be able to use me? What kind of plan could you possibly have for my life? So this was a very real moment for those who are really struggling with this concept of their identity, wondering how how much greatness could come from me. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm poor. I'm, you know, whatever color you are, maybe you feel like you're a minority in every sense of the word. You look looking at your income status. You're looking at your past mistakes, you're looking at, you know, lack of uh, success or climbing the ladder, corporate ladder, whatever you're looking at, you're looking at all the things that say that you won't amount to success, to anything that's great. Or maybe you were even told you're nothing or you'll never be anything in life. But I come to tell you today that you are who God says you are. And God is not, the Bible says that God's word will not return to him void. Right. Okay. So if he says you are a prophet, you are a prophet. You will, and he's not going to give up on you until you say yes. Yeah. Until you win. God, and God has a way of, you know, bringing us to our knees, you know, yes. bringing us to confession, to, 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 to submission, to make, it, to make him realize, you know, what, how, how marvelous his works are. Because sometimes we go through those challenges thinking that it's the end of life. Uh -huh. But surely in 2016, I was diagnosed of hepatitis C type 4. Mm. And in Africa, oh, well, when I went to uh, the hospital in Senegal, I was told there was no medication in Africa. Mm. Not only Senegal, in Africa. My goodness. And if I have to go for medication, I have to go to Australia or I go to the US and it will cost me $60,000. And as at the time I was speaking to you, I did not owe $6,000. $6, I was meant to retract my you know, shell, like come back and bury my head in shame. And I mean, that was the plan of the devil. But I came back rejoicing. Because I knew God is about doing something. Yes. And I didn't just come to that point. It took me a long time to realize that. That even when you're in challenges, God is preparing you for something. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. Because the Bible also tells us that all things, Romans 8, 28, work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. 
right? And so even, even the things that happen in your life that don't seem favorable, don't seem good, it's all part of the plan. It's all part of his overall purpose. Like you, woman of God, are a chef and you can relate to what I'm about to say. You know, when you go into the kitchen scene and, you know, especially when you're baking, a cake, for example, there's many steps to that process, right? If you, if you, someone walks into the kit into the kitchen in the middle of that process, they'll probably see flour, they'll see eggs, they'll they'll see you know Messy. a mess, okay, a whole mess. But if they just wait a little bit longer until that oven come on, when that product comes forth, it's something that everybody wants a piece of. Everybody will celebrate over that cake. Everybody will rejoice over that product. But if you walked in the middle of the process of it being prepared, you might not want that cake at that moment. The beating of it, the eggs being thrown, the flour. Come on, right? And so, but all of it in the end works together. And so God is like that chef. The kitchen is your life, okay? In your life, God is the chef that's working all of the good, the bad, the ugly, the highs, the lows, every season, your childhood, your your mess ups, your breakups, whatever. Okay. The things that you are ashamed of, the things that you like, oh, how could this? There's no way any good is coming out of this. God is like, watch me. Watch me turn that mess into a message. Listen, and matter, as a matter of fact, Something that we see throughout the Bible, most of the people that came into their purpose, it came through painful experience. Exactly. Okay. So God can take your pain and yes, birth your purpose right out of that painful thing that you went through. And so I, I just have to say that because we get stuck sometimes in the painful experiences, the, the hurtful places. And we and the enemy uses that as a tactic to keep us from ever seeing our purpose, right? Or from ever moving forward. We get stuck. And we and we have to understand that God is a God of the turnaround. He can turn anything around. Anything. There is nothing. Look, look this is what he said to Sarah when... <laughs> Sarah was barren and the angel of the Lord came to Abraham to announce like, listen, this time next year, you're going to have a child. child. Listen, she <laughs> laughed. She was like, oh, that's a joke. That's probably what I would do. I would laugh so hard. Like, yeah, right. Meaning, and then the, the, the response of the Lord was, is there anything too hard for the Lord? What, like, are you, what are you saying? Are you suggesting that it, that's it's too hard for me. Are you suggesting that there's something that I cannot do? Oh my God. Woo. And so these are all the things that we have to take into consideration when we're talking about our purpose, how to discover our purpose. And, and I want to get into like the practical ways because for someone watching, they're like, well, I need, I need you to give me some practical things. Like you're giving me theory right now. You're giving me scripture, but give me something practical. <laughs> so I want to talk about what are some practical ways. And, and we probably already said some throughout this conversation so far, but uh woman of God, if you can help us with like, what are some practical ways that, you know, you came into discovering your purpose in that you know, some people that are tuned in can discover their purpose as well. Okay. Um, well, I, I will still start from the place of seeking God's direction. Yes. Seeking God in the Bible is still the primary, it's still very vital. It is important. You cannot leave that out because He is the one that created us and He has the master plan. So if you must, walk in purpose, in line with the master plan of God, then you have to ask him. Yes. You have to seek him first. Yes. So when you seek God, seek direction, then you begin to look inward. Because, you know, everybody is placed in a particular place, or let me say a particular sphere of the universe for a particular purpose. This is my belief. So if you look inward very well, 
God has placed something in you mm. that only you can do better. Yes. Something you're very good at. Yes. You can find that through your motivation. What, what is it that normally you cringe at or what, something that is always your go-to? Or something you love doing, it could be for fun. Maybe you don't even see anything like monetizing or, or turning into anything like business, but you just love doing it. Something you can do that you normally may not even charge for it. God has placed those spectacular things in our lives. Amen. What are your values? Yes. What are the things you hold in high esteem? When you begin to search that, you search the word of God. I am telling you, there is a way God put things in our heart. And we just have that conviction that this is the direction God is pointing me at. And also, Dr. Shelley, I will not underestimate the power of mentor. Oh, good one. Amen. Because this is what I experience personally yes I, I when i was looking all over the place for what what was next in my life after the diagnosis because i don't even know what to do but i was just like okay let me just laugh it over but deep inside me, i know i was hurting yeah. i know i needed a solution i know i don't have the answer mm. when i see god in the area of healing i needed to do something more with my life because at that point i was able to think and say, okay, what if I should die today? What would, what would I be known for? What would be the legacy I'm leaving behind? Mm. My kids are there. They will look up to me. If I fail as a mother, mm. that would be a disaster. I have so many people that are looking up to me that are, you know, that I'm being motivated. And I don't know, what, what would I say to them? I need to get better at what I do. I need to move on. I need to improve my life. I need to live a life of legacy. That even when I close my eyes today, yes. and I'll be able to go to God and ask on God, I have done everything that you have put in my hand. Amen. Like Dr. Les Brown says that, die empty. Amen. Mm. So I've made up my mind to explore every door that God opened for my for me, I'm going to walk through. Amen. So whoever wants to fulfill purpose needs to understand that fulfilling purpose is not bread and butter. Mm. There's some preparation that you have to put in place, just like Dr. Shelley had already explained yes. about breaking a cake. Yes. It's a whole lot of mess that from here, from here, that you have to put together before you can come to the point mm where you have that conviction and God will speak to you to Holy Spirit. Yes. That, yes, this is what I call you to do. You will do it expressly. You will do it without fear. You will do it with impact. Yes. So this is what I want to tell the, the viewers today, that uh, wherever you are in the journey of life, I want you to know that you are not at your best yet. Mm. There are so many things that God has planned for you that you just have to keep exploring one day at a time. Amen. So, Amen. Praying for direction is important. Searching the word of God in the Bible is important because you have people, you have men of God, women of God who have gone through some certain stages in their life and how did they overcome? You can learn from them. Yes. You can learn from those past events and also look inward to yourself and say, okay, what, 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 do I, what do I love doing? Do I have any talent? Do I have any value? Is there something I love to do? These are places to search for purpose. Thank you. Amen. What a wonderful, robust response, woman of God. Thank you. Those are very, very practical. And um, if I could just summarize what you said and also kind of add to it is what, you, what I gather from what you're saying is that your why, which is your purpose, 
the question, why am I here, is nestled in your what, meaning you can't really answer the, your why until you first start to answer the questions of what. What comes easy to you, as you were saying? What are you passionate about? What's in your environment? What dreams, what visions has God given you? What is your testimony? What has God instructed for you to do? So you have to answer all of those questions together to come up with the sum total of your, your purpose, right? Like you have to look at all of those things, those things that we might take for granted, right? Like, oh, there's something that I can do and never get paid for it, but I never thought of it as something that maybe I'm called to do full time. Like, <laughs> like we take those things for granted because they come so easy, they're so natural. And yeah, discovering your purpose doesn't have to be this big, you know, euphoric experience. It could just be, usually it's something that makes sense. <laughs> usually it like, it's like two plus two equals four, right? And, and, and sometimes we struggle because it's so big. Sometimes the it's bigger. It's usually bigger than us. And so we fear because of the size of it. We think, oh, I can't do this. And that's actually a good thing. It's actually a good thing to acknowledge your limitations because God never intended for you to do it on your own. Right. It was never his plan for us to do anything without him. He wants to be involved in everything. And he's always going to make sure your purpose is 10 times bigger than you so that you can lean on him for the resources to do it, the strength to do it, um, the wisdom to do it. You're going to need him every step of the way. So thank you, woman of God, for you know helping us see that we can't answer the why without the what, right? Mm -hmm. Looking at what is God instructing me to do? What are the things that I'm naturally gifted to do? What are my resources? Like God said to Moses, what do you have in your hand? What's in your house? The woman, you know, the, the widow of Zarephath, I believe, with the oil. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she didn't know she was an entrepreneur. She became an entrepreneur overnight. Listen, with some oil. Okay. And, 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 and a humble spirit to obey the instructions of the prophet that didn't make any sense at the time. Because how the rebuke of men that were there. Listen, she didn't have any reason to do what he said, except that she just had some faith, <laughs> crazy faith, and she had humility. You know, those things together make for godly success when you're humble and when you're obedient, even when you don't understand, because God's instructions are not always going to make sense. Most times, actually, they make no sense, if we're honest. <laughs> With no disrespect to God, but I'm being honest that oftentimes he asks us to do things, because then why would we need faith if it made natural sense? What's the point of faith? Right? So let's not get caught up in in uh, uh, how ridiculous it may seem, you know, that God may be asking us to do do something or go into a region or, or mm -hmm. go to someone or give up something that makes no natural sense to your natural mind because it's not always going to make sense. And don't let your pride get in the way, you know, because you want it to make sense. You're stuck and you can't get past the instruction that God gave you. Right. With like we said, the, the 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 widow with the oil. I'm sure she didn't know. She thought she was on she was gonna die. Her and her son would die of starvation. And God was like, There's a business plan in you. <laughs> You're gonna listen. And and what I love about God, oh, he's so amazing. It's never just about you because it's whatever your purpose is, it's connected to many people. Because right? she was, she became a blessing and for her community because she went, I'm sure she didn't keep all that oil for herself. She, I'm sure she sold some of it. She had so much overflow in the end. She was able to bless her community. Right. And so that's why it's so important for us to really discover our purpose and say yes to God, because your yes is going to be a blessing to someone else. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We almost answered, I think we answered the next question I was going to ask, which is why is it important for us to identify and walk in our purpose? And I think one of the things we just said is because there are other people depending on you to discover your purpose. There are other people, you are an answer to someone's prayer. Absolutely. And if you could speak to us, woman of God, about what are some other reasons you think it's important that we identify our God-given purpose, that we don't just settle for who we think we are, who people say we are, but who God says we are. Now, we may not realize it, but walking with God is so much more better than walking without him. And here is why. The Lord never said that our lives here on earth will be easy. This is a fact. But what promise that he made to us is that because we have God, we trust in him, we have faith in him, will shall overcome. Amen. So by the power in the blood of Jesus, we are already an overcomer. We have this promise. You know, it's like when something works everywhere with you and you don't even realize it. Mm. God made a promise from inception before you were born. It takes just awareness and obedience for you to fall in that purpose. Amen. So when God said he will do it, he is not a man that he should lie. Amen. And also that you have nothing to lose mm. by trusting God. Yes. I mean, you have everything to lose by not trusting him. Yes. I tell people sometimes when I get into discussion where some people will say, you know, you, you, sometimes you come you come across those kind of people. Sometimes they tell you what, what, who says there is God, who says there is God. And I tell them, I don't have anything to lose. I trust him and believe in him. But I have everything to lose if eventually there is God. So would you rather walk in purpose with God or just live your life by chance? A life without Christ is full of crisis. Oh, my God. So if, yeah, that's it. Somebody should put that on a T-shirt. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> a life without Christ is full of crisis. Amen. It's full of crisis and is our comfort through the Holy Spirit. Yes. Which he left with us. He said he will leave his Holy Spirit to show us the way. What are we looking for? What are we searching for? What are we yearning for? We don't get our questions answered. And God promised us that he will leave his Holy Spirit with you to show you the way, to tell you the things that you're going to do. So walking with God is like, okay, you're there. Yes, I know the Holy Spirit with me. Please, Holy Spirit, back to you. You're in control. Just leave me alone. No, that is it. So you leave Holy Spirit in the gear of your life. And it begins to, I wanted to speak French. I want to say conduit. It begins to drive you forward. Yes. Oh, because wow. with him, you can never lose direction. Amen. He will help you. And he, he is our present help in the time of trouble. That is what Bible tells us. Yes, so to live a trouble-free life, or at least to live a life that you have him intervening on your behalf, mm. then you, walk, you need to walk with God. You need to walk in, in purpose with God. Yes. So uh, these are ways I, I, I think um, uh, working in purpose with God is beneficial. Oh, it's, yes. I mean, it's, it's the ultimate. I can't imagine my life without God. I will be a nobody. Mm. Wow. That, that was... this was, you know, that, that echelon of success that you cannot even imagine yourself. Mm. A lot of people that have risen to stardom from nowhere, mm. it is because they were able to come into that posture of peace with God. Because they were able to understand that 
God made them for a purpose and they seek God, they find it and they run with it. Mm. The Bible says the vision is for an appointed time. Yes. If you put it on your table so that those who see it will run with it. Mm. So we don't know who we are ministering to today. We don't know what God has laid in your heart. We believe from this conversation that God has shown you something that will move you forward in the line of your Amen. Amen. That that was amazing. And, you know, as you were speaking, I keep thinking to myself, as you said, the ultimate thing I think that we discover when we discover our peace, excuse me, our purpose is this, there's a sense of peace that comes with and freedom that comes with knowing not only who you are, but whose you are, right? That I'm not just here, but I was appointed here, that I am an ambassador, that I represent the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. That I'm a heavenly citizen. I'm a bride of Christ. Especially just to send good people down. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But this is and and you know when we look at Jesus, he was constant. He was not an arrogant man, and no, by any means. But he was always making these I like affirmation statements, like I am the I am the truth. I am the life because he wanted listen, heaven, hell, everybody had to know. Listen, who's on the scene? This man knew who he was. He he came with authority, he came with power, he came with might. And he did all of that to show us how we should be walking in this earth. We should come into rooms, come into meetings, declaring who we are, knowing who we are, understanding who we represent. I rep, I'm a child of God, I'm a daughter of the king. I'm royalty, yeah. right? And there doesn't have to be, it, it doesn't have to, people might say it's arrogant, <laughs> but no, it's not arrogant. It's confidence. It's, it's, it's confidence. It's not it's, who you are. You, it's, hmm. it's important that there are those key times and there are those key moments, pivotal moments in life where you're going to have to make those declarations of who you are. Hmm. The enemy is going to challenge you, yes. right? Like he challenged Jesus in the wilderness He's going to come, he's going to challenge you, and you have to be ready to hit him with truth. If Eve did that in the garden, we would be having a different conversation today. <laughs> if she rebuked him and said, no, I will not do what you're saying because I am a child of God. And my father said, no, not to eat of this tree, so I will not do it. If she had rose up in her eye. And Adam too, if either one of them took a moment and said, wait a minute, I'm not going to disobey my heavenly father who loves me, my, my maker. He gave me everything that I see. Everything, the very breath in my lungs came from him. You want me to give that up? You want me to trade that in for a lie? You want me to give up the truth of who I am, the truth of who God is for a lie? No. And so again, you know, there's, there's, there's like when you know who you are, it's not only that you walk in purpose, but you walk in power. Power. Hallelujah. It empowers you because the devil can't just mess with you. And this is coming from someone who for many years, like, Many years struggled. So I know what I'm talking about. I know the devastation that can go on in your mind alone, the attacks in your mind, how you 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 cower in fear and you and you don't rise to the occasion and you you don't speak when when you're supposed to speak and and you hold back when you should be releasing and and the enemy is having fun because he's like, oh. I can do whatever I want in her. You know, I can keep things from her. I can manipulate her because she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't even know the power she carries. She She doesn't know the power she's carrying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So my hope is that someone tuned in would truly 
be empowered. The Amen. Bible says that same spirit that raised Christ from the from death, death, the same power that raised Christ from the dead resides in you. In us. That's a lot of power. Your body. That's a lot of power. Yeah. Have we even tapped into that power? Not yet. You know, <laughs> and, 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 and I remember one day, God, as you know, I'm trying to close this, but stuff keeps coming to me. I, <laughs> I listen, I remember I am learning, Dr. Shelly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying. I'm learning. I am learning, yes, I'm learning. You know, one day God challenged me, I'll never forget this, and you know. Because he was trying to show me how much I settled in terms of the gift of Christ. Like if you think of Jesus as a as a box, right? And we open, like especially during Christmas, people open gifts. And sometimes when people think they know what's inside the box, they might open it a little bit and just throw it, cast it aside. Or if it's a really big box, they may just take a peek into the box get excited about what they see and then they just keep it moving not realizing that if they really took the time to unwrap it that there are layers of listen it's a it's like he's the gift that keeps on giving so jesus did not die just for you and i not to go to hell Yes, that's one of the reasons. He, he's going to keep us from hell. That's a great reason. But there's more in store. He has more for us than just salvation. That's more. He has restoration. He has deliverance. He has healing. He has purpose. He has power. He has identity. Listen, he has peace. <laughs> he has understanding. And this is why he says the thief come to kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have what life and have it more abundantly. Amen. So as you said, woman of God, that no matter where you are right now, God has more in store. There's more. Go back to the gift. Keep unwrapping. God has more. All of it, all of those treasures are hidden in Christ, the Bible tells us. That he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in, in heavenly places. Right? All of it is in Christ. Explore Christ. Spend more time with him. Spend more time in his word. There's treasures. The Bible says that there's treasures. Hidden treasures that he wants to reveal to us. But we're not going to find it except in that secret place. It's in that secret place with him. There's something about being in a moment of soberness. In, yes. in, when you maintain a posture of peace, mm -hmm. you're quiet. Oh. You know, with all the noises around in your head as they're hovering, and you decide to hold your peace. Yes. No matter what you're going through, go into quietness. Yes. Seek him deeply. There is something that comes with it that I cannot yet explain. Yes. We, because a lot of times people are looking for God to, to, to make this big noise to speak. It's what you have to do. <laughs> and, and, he's, and he speaks in a small, still voice. So we have to quiet the noise. Sometimes you have to turn off the phone, turn off the TV. Say no to your friends. I can't go out tonight. You know, pull away, meet with him. This, these are some of the things that we saw Jesus doing often. The Bible said he would often go off and pray without the disciples. He didn't need to. I mean, he was God in the flesh. He did that to show us how to do it. We, we need to steal away with Jesus. Because, again, it's in that secret place, you know, we're going to discover our identity. And we're going to really that everything we've been praying for, we already have. Everything we've been waiting on God to do, he already did. 
It's like I'm waiting for a check in the mail, but my bank account is full. And all it takes is one trip to the bank for me to discover this. <laughs> if I make that trip to the bank, I'm going to discover how much actually was waiting for me. I, I never came to claim it. I never came to discover it. The Bible says, in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. Meaning that my joy is complete. It, is, it also says that at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Forever and ever. At his right hand. How am I going to get to his right hand if I'm not in his presence? His right hand will be readily available to me as I'm in his presence. And so we'll stop there. <laughs> we'll stop there. Yeah, I Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> we will stop oh, there. I, I want to give you one of A whole lot. A whole lot. So I, I just want to say, if people are finding themselves in a place where they cannot place their identity at this time, you're finding it so hard to know who you are. I mean, you, you can just go into self-affirmation, you know, to build that confidence yes. because you need to be able to pull yourself up yes. and redefine your path in destiny. You can't afford to be a mediocre. God did not create you to, 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 to do that. He said in First Peter chapter two verse nine that you are a chosen generation. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a mm -hmm. nation. Not you're not by yourself. Amen. Somebody is waiting to learn from what you're about to discover. Yes. For your mistake is somebody's. How do I say? Spring blood. Uh, springboard, right? Springboard. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. God placed you there to learn those lessons yes. and make use of them. So that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Yes, Lord. Come on, rise up. Rise Take your braces and walk. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yes, yes. What a beautiful way to close this conversation with that piece of advice, woman of God, to tell our viewers and those that are tuned in to rise up, take your place, understand that you have been seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, which means everything that's under his feet is under your feet. Everything that he possess, you possess. As a co-heir with him, Everything that he has inherited from the Father, you have also inherited. Walk in that truth. And so, that's not on our side. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to close, but this was amazing, amazing conversation. My soul was blessed. And so, <laughs> to that is all we have for you today, folks. Amen. I pray that something that was said resonated with your situation and your spirit and leads you one step closer to Jesus. If you are tuned in today and you have not yet committed your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, my prayer for you today is that today would be that day. Because the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's no better decision that you will make that will guarantee the best possible life, not only on this earth, but when you leave this earth. After you have made this decision, I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church that will help you to grow spiritually and be all that God has created you to be. For the ladies that are tuned in, if you're looking for a support system, a group of women to fellowship with and grow spiritually, please connect with us today at Beauty for Ashes Global Women's Ministry. We offer several ways that you can do that from virtual small groups, monthly girl talk sessions, conferences, retreats, and so much more that we have in store for you. Visit our website today at 
beautyforashes-global.com. God bless you, everyone, until we meet again. Thanks for listening to A Word with Dr. Shirley, a platform for faith, inspiration, and empowerment. To connect with Dr. Shirley, follow her on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Shirley Lefebvre, or visit her website at www.drshirleyphd.com. God bless.